Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. It's Denise Eckert, and I love coming on here with different ideas and techniques to help you lower the stress in your life, because living in stress is just not good. And today, I've got an amazing woman, Olivia Haltman, and she's a transformational coach working with women that are ready to take action to create their dream and goals. She has over 15 years experience as a counselor, working holistically, supporting a wide variety of people with different backgrounds, ages, sex, and statuses. She loves seeing women flourish into the greatness that they already know they deep down have inside them. Welcome, Olivia. Hi, thank you for having me, Denise. Lovely. Now, what inspired you to do this type of work? Oh, it's my own journey. I never really knew that I could develop as a person, funny enough, when I was younger. And then when I realized that there was such a thing as self-development, that you could actually grow in your persona and sort of process things that you've been going through and be a better version of yourself, I really got stuck to that. I really got passionate for self-development, personal development. And then that's brought me on a journey for, yeah, counseling. And then now, obviously, being a transformational coach. I love that. And when you have clients coming in, what is the transformation that you see? Depending on what they're coming for, but they really get, because I work a lot with clients that, as a transformational coach, I work with women that literally are stuck in maybe a high position or they're entrepreneurs or they're moms that children leave their homes. So they sort of trying to find themselves again. So when I work with those women, we really look at, okay, what is holding you back? So what I see in transformation is that they come with the insecurities they come with, for example, they're stuck into how to move forward, how to pick it up again, and how to maybe not live to people's expectations, especially when it comes to people, women that are high earners, people are expecting them to stay in that status, they stay in a job, and they find it's very difficult to shift or sort of move to a different branch of career, for example, or really do what they want to do, even if it's just writing a book, for example, not that writing a book is nothing, but it's probably much more work. But I see the shift from them being able to push through the fears and push through their um, low confidence to do what they want to do or have the tools at least to know what to do and work with that. So it's a lot of mindset work that comes to look at it. So the shift that I see is mainly the mind shift because that's the thing that usually stops us from moving forward. So that's the big shift that I see with the women that I work. What I'm hearing too is that when you feel stuck and you're unclear of where you want to go, and I can see that causing a lot of stress in us and also a lot Mm. of depression. Yes. When you don't want to get out of bed because you don't have that clear picture. And how do you build the resistance to that fear or or increase that confidence? Yeah. So you start first to be aware. 
So the first thing that happens is usually the awareness of this is what I'm doing. This is because you're speaking about depression, for example. So it's clearer to know when you're in depression that something is going on. But when there are little things that we do, like those negative thoughts that we have in the back of our minds that we don't notice that we have, if we're not aware of that, we keep on doing the same things. So we kind of start to look at, are you aware of the things that you say to yourself? Are you aware of the things that you're doing that basically makes you self-sabotage stuff? Like saying, for example, oh, I work best in stress. Or hard work is what drives me. Sometimes all of these things are self-sabotaging tools. And I don't want to say that if that some people don't work like that, but it's really knowing yourself, knowing what am I supposed to be aware of in order to now understand that this is what I'm doing that stops me from moving forward. So that's the first step being aware of what we're saying to ourselves, the things that we are doing that actually stops us, the bigger stuff and the smaller stuff. And really sort of dissecting that and seeing sometimes where it's coming from, but sometimes you don't need to know where it's coming from. You can still change that, obviously. So, and then we, the next step will be reflecting, reflecting on that and putting new thoughts in place or new habits in place and creating a new way of thinking, a new way of being and doing that repetition because consistency and repetition is very important when we want to change stuff, especially when it comes to mindset. Because a lot of things that we do, we are just used to it. We're just used to it because someone told us or we decided ourselves that we this, this is the best way to do it. Or it used to be very helpful at some point back in the days when we were younger or even a year ago. But now, if you be aware, then you realize that, well, actually, this thought was helpful then but it's not really helpful now anymore. So I don't have to think this anymore. I can think something else. So you start to create new habits, new way of thinking and aligning yourself to that. And that's really important because I know for myself, I used to live in stress and I had that stress mentality because I used to leave things right to the last minute. So not only I had a big job to do, I had this deadline that had to be done like in a few hours. And why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we put things down to, I love living in stress as a mindset. And that's, it's a crazy thing. It is, isn't it? If you start thinking about like, why do we sabotaging ourselves? Why do we say those negative things to ourselves? Why do we procrastinate? Why do we leave it to the last minute? You can see it from different point of view. So one is it comes from a habit that we created for something that happened in the past. So sometimes we create a coping strategy that can be, for example, you will distract yourself from something because in that moment or in that situation, distracting yourself is the best thing to do. It's links to fight and flight. I'm not sure if you heard of fight and flight when you react to that. And you have fight, flies, freeze, and friend and flop. You have five actually, not only two. So when we go to a situation, we react a specific way and we maybe create a coping strategy that helps with that situation. And in that moment is helpful, but then we tend to continue doing that. And when we tend to continue doing that as adults, we don't realize that this tool is not helpful anymore. So that is one thing because it's a habit sometimes. And it's a it's a pattern that we create to sometimes solve something. So when we create patterns, let's say you want to solve, for example, because someone, was, someone shouted at you but I never said sorry, for example, or your mom or your dad or anyone. Um, and it hurts your feelings, for example. You never get an apology. So you're walking around pissed off about it. But what you then sometimes do, consciously or unconsciously, we then 
tend to create relationships with people who do exactly the same thing. And then the same pattern happens. But somewhere in the back of your mind, you want to solve this problem. So the pattern is created because you're still looking for that story. And sometimes people are stuck because they're still holding on to the story they want to get from people. And what happens is that they see a pattern of people coming into their lives that have the same behavior, but are different people. And the same thing keeps on happening. So when you're in a situation and you say, why is this keep on happening to me? Start thinking at your patterns. Like, what, what part do I play in this? How come I'm attracting these people that keep on doing the same things? And sometimes you try to resolve something. You, don't, you didn't process what has happened to you in the past. And that's when it can happen that people can have complex symptoms or complex mental health issues because there's a different it, it starts from one thing and it builds and it builds and it builds so sometimes it's that and then the other thing it can be a fear of something sometimes procrastination or leaving things to the end or saying to ourselves oh i'm never going to make it it's a fear for success or it's a fear for not for for failure sometimes we are fearful for what will happen if we do this thing that we're supposed to do and leave it till the end. And then that feeling that comes up is the feeling sometimes that we used to. It's not a nice feeling, but sometimes we stick with the awkward, familiar feeling. we rather stay with that than with the, oh, this actually feels good that I did something on time. I didn't start five minutes before the deadline. This time I started an hour before the deadline. But we don't allow ourselves maybe to feel that happiness and that greatness as well, because we don't, we, we used to not completing things or we used to not being good enough. So we're sabotaging ourselves to maybe not be good enough because you've been told or you decided yourself that you're not good enough. And when I say decided yourself, it's never really like you decided yourself, to be honest. But I say it in that kind of way is that at some point we have to take a responsibility for our own feelings and behaviors, regardless of if someone else hurt us. So it's not taking away that the person didn't hurt you, but the only one, the only person who can fix it is you. So you're going to have to take responsibility or a decision you're going to have to make to, so, to say to yourself, I'm going to let this go, or I'm going to process it and then let it go. Or the processing will, you will be able to let it go with the processing. So people do it for different reasons. So everyone has their different stories that you can dissect to say, that's the reason why you probably do that to yourself. Hello, it's a long explanation, right? <laughs> and that's really heavy because a lot of us feel that we're not good enough. Yeah. So then we do self-sabotage ourselves. And it's a very subtle way of self-sabotaging ourselves because it's hidden in the form of you're putting that challenge into your life and it doesn't need to be a challenge. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> is, that, is, that known, is that known awkward feeling that we sort of fall back to because if you've never been loved in your life or you don't know what love is for example you will run away from love well not everyone but people that work with the people that i work with they run away from it because it's too scary to know how it feels no clue so you have to learn to start loving yourself first because it all comes down to you it also comes down to starting to love yourself more, starting to be more confident and starting to know yourself more. Because being anxious and being nervous and all of those so-called unpleasant emotions are not bad things. They don't, they just tell you something. So you can do something with it. So if you feel anxious, it's not specifically a bad thing, in my opinion. It literally tells you something and you can shift that with putting the work in, which is very challenging. <laughs> Well, it's a long process. It's a lifetime work because it's not something you do and get over it. It's something when you're creating that awareness, 
you do it less and less because you are creating that awareness, which is awesome. Yes, exactly that. Now, I want to back this up a little bit. The three things that I've always learned is the fight, flight, or freeze. And you mentioned what? Yeah, so you have fight, flight, freeze, and then you have fight, flight, freeze, friend, and flop. So the flop one, so the... Just for people who don't know, let's say it like that. The fight one is you physically will fight someone to get away from a situation. The freeze one is that you will numb. You will numb physically. Sometimes people will numb verbally. They can't speak or they can't move. Or your emotions are frozen. You know, with an accident, a lot of people don't. They're in shock. That's the freeze part. And then the friend part, the flight part is that you physically take yourself away from something or you distract yourself from the situation. And then the befriend part happens quite a lot with sexual abuse and sexual harassment and things like that, is that your brain tells you that the best way to get out of the situation is to cooperate. So sometimes people will make jokes or they will be befriend the person that, for example, want to attack them. Or if they are told, oh, take off your clothes, they will just do it because it's the best way that your brain tells you, that, that little part of your brain that's called the amygdala, it tells you, if you befriend this person, you will get out alive. And then the flop one is that you literally collapse. So your body literally flops and you're on the floor. And those are things that you don't really have time to think about it. Your brain tells you this threat. This is how you're going to react. And then when the situation passes, now you your, your, your other senses come all together. And then you will be able to cognitively start thinking about the situation. And that's why some people blame themselves why didn't I do this? Why didn't I fight back? Why didn't I run away? Why did I take off my clothes? Or why did I make a joke? Because your brain tells you to do that in in that moment. So it's not something that you have control about in the moment, but you can do stuff beforehand to sort of know how maybe your brain will react to it. Because if you have a lot of traumas, for example, that haven't been processed, that fight and flight situation the control over it is going to be much more complex because you will just obviously react to other stuff that happened in the past as well in that specific moment. So I hope it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. I just never heard the other the other two before, and that's and it oh, okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand that you have a masterclass available for people. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So the masterclass is basically for women specifically that are really stuck in their life and they are ready to take action to move forward, to pass that mindset, to move forward in life and reach their goal and create the dream life, basically. So in that masterclass, I go through five important steps that you can start to take action immediately to sort of try to shift that already. So the masterclass explains basically five steps and what you can do. And then afterwards, obviously, they can work with me if they want to. But they can book a call and then we obviously discuss a little bit more what's going on for them. And if they're ready to take action, then we might be able to work. But the workshop itself will give you the five very important points that you would need to move forward and shift to your dream life. (laughs) And what is the most important step where they all congruent with each other? The most important step is, I would say, step one. I mean, they're all important. That's why there are five steps, right? Because they all really work together because I personally like to work holistically in my work. I don't look at one single thing. One thing is always linked to something else 
one way or the other. There is no, your arm breaks, but there is much more behind this, the breaking of the arm. So I'll work holistically. So all of those five points are very important to work together. One of them is never going to be really the most important thing. If I have to choose one of them, it will be but everything connects together and repetition of it because sometimes we have, we know what to do, but we don't do it long enough. We get impatient. Sometimes we are in a situation right now because it took a long time to get there. So to change it around, is not just going to change because you just know it. You can know it. When, they, when people say knowledge is power, I would say it's only power when you take action. If you don't take action, then the knowledge is just going to be in your head. You're not going anywhere with it. It's just no one's going to know. So you have to take action with the knowledge that you have. So probably the action then, isn't it? Now I'm talking, I'm like, action, if you, I can teach you anything, but if you don't take action, it's not going to change. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. So Olivia, what are your words of wisdom to the audience today? Words of wisdom, know that you're not by yourself. It's it's okay to be where you are. Just embrace where you are and make sure that you take action. Now reach out, make sure you have the people around you that support you and uplift you and give you that, that feeling that you can do whatever you want to do, regardless as well. And yeah, take action. Well, that's the biggest thing is taking action. Like you cannot win the lottery without buying the tickets, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's really finding out who can support you and can help you on the journey. And you are number one that's, that that is going to take action and do that. So, and yeah, being proud of yourself to take that step because it's important to be proud of it as well. As women, we don't celebrate ourselves enough, I think. Yeah, especially when you've got children and a family to take care of. Everybody usually comes first. And then whatever energy and time you have left over is yours, which usually is not very much. No, you probably got to sleep, right? Exactly. <laughs> Go wash your hair once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time here today, Olivia. And anybody that's listening, I will have the links and I'll have the links for the masterclass in the show notes or wherever you're watching and listening. And yeah, great information. It's so nice to have that clarity in your life and take that action and moving forward because it does it. And creating that awareness is, is I think, most important. Well, action and yes. awareness. <laughs> yeah, you have to take action to be aware. You, exactly. Everything is action, isn't it? So yeah, so you need to take action to aware, to be aware to start with. Definitely. Well, thank you so very much for your time today, Olivia. And You're welcome leaving you a gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy life. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.